Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Funhouse Podcast. Welcome back to another fun episode. It's Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so I want to start off in America. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it already happened to in all Canada like a month ago. I'm here today with James and Ryan. Hi, James. Hi, Ryan. And uh, today is Thanksgiving, so uh, we're here at the end of the year. <laughs> To talk about movies! Yeah! We, we are. We're going to talk about our favorite Christmas and Thanksgiving movies. Oh, okay. That's way more specific. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, let's see. Okay. A, I mean, Thanksgiving is just planes, trains, and automobiles, right? Okay, and thank you. The that's the movie that movie. I wanted to watch for our watch It's not party. a Thanksgiving movie? No, now there's the Thanksgiving. Now, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, Thanksgiving. Exactly. there's Thanksgiving. So there's two of them. The Eli Roth. Uh, uh, Adam's Family Values is also a okay. Thanksgiving movie. Sick. Um, oh, can yeah. I watch that? Yeah. I guess... Football mo- some football movies are maybe. It's probably something with like family that could pass for Thanksgiving. You know, something with like Ben Affleck or something that rom com. Gili. Uh, glitter. <laughs> is there a is there like a um animated is isn't there a turkey like like hot to trot or Oh or, yeah. Uh, you're just thinking uh, of the turkey trot where Charlotte, people run. Charlotte had suggested chicken run as a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, is it th- Thanksgiving? But it's British. Which kind of makes it impossible to be a Thanksgiving That's movie. That's true. So, yeah, and it's I guess chickens, there's not the Terrence Malick's A New World. Of course, everyone was thinking about that. Yeah. What do people even eat there? In England? Yeah. Spetch cooked pie. <laughs> Spetch cooked pie. <laughs> Pim prom. <laughs> picnic baskets. And what's the thing that they eat in uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Triscuits. Uh, oh, Turkish delight. Turkish delight. All that, day, that's every day. Turkish. Isn't Turkish oh. delight a candy? Fuck. Yeah, it's a sweet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's sweet. A sweet. It's Turkish, huh? Interesting. What is your? <laughs> just call it delights there. Now I do want to. I do want to uh, get into, and you guys can discuss uh, a lot of the movies that you've seen this year. Hell I've actually yeah. seen a few. James? Ooh, one or oh. two. Okay. Yes, but we already talked. Ab- we already like, talked about them on this podcast. Like oh. my sister. My sister's always like, I watch one movie a year, Ryan. What should it be? And I always have to. Make, okay, I watch more than one movie a year, right, but yeah. well, you do too. I don't go to the theater very often. Yeah, because it's and just I, you've got mail on VHS. Yes, <laughs> in my VCR. Um, did I actually have a question. Did the Mario movie come out this year? Yes. Okay, so I went to the movie three times. Wow. It did come out this three year. Three times more than my sister. Yeah. I, would, I would rank it, but then I would forget how to get back James to James spent 15 minutes before this podcast trying to find on Letterboxd where he ranks his movies, which is the only thing he I uses I just want to see my for. star rating and not... I want to see it in the f- order of release date of the film. Not when you log Functionally, it. and I, not when it screens in some sort of foreign country or whatever. And there's not a not sort Not when I there. ranked it. Okay. So... And I, of course, have my very uh, detailed actual Mm -hmm. Google Doc form here, you can see, with all 39 movies I've seen this year. In the uh, theater? Ranked. Uh, Most of them in the theater. Some of them were streamed, but Uh, most of them in the theater, I'd say. You have a movie pass? That's a sore subject in my life. Um, Do you not? I got a fucking movie pass. I oh, love oh, movie, movie pass, pass right. whenever it existed yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. So I'm like, oh, they're coming back for 2.0. I'm going to jump on that. I get it. I immediately lose my wallet so I don't have it. And it is impossible to get in contact with these fuckers to get is a new one. Is it not an app? How is it not It an is an app. app. They have the worst customer service. They suck. And so then I'm trying to just get my fucking physical card sent to me. And then it was basically impossible. And they kept charging me for months. So I was like, fuck this. I hate you all. And then, um, and it didn't roll over either. So it's not like I was just accumulating free movies. So fuck them. I'm going to, I've been, 
uh, converted to AMC Stubbs Bass. Okay. Right. I haven't got it yet, but here you are saying you're going to cancel Yeah, I this. mean, well, no, I just need to go see more movies. If I saw the amount that you saw, then I would be making gangbusters on yeah. this AMC A-list. Right. I just, the pro- I think you need to see, like, at least two movies a month, which doesn't really seem like that much, but then when there's a drought, then... Yeah. Then it's like, what are you going to do? And you you can't, watch some shit? You can't cancel, because if you do, you can't get back on for six more months, I hear. I think that's oh, yeah, part of Something it. like really? that. I think I think that you're locked in for the first three months. Makes I think sense. is how it goes. Okay. When you sign up, you have to sign up for three months, at least. Interesting. Um, hmm. But yeah, and then it has all these like points things. You can acquire points, but it doesn't matter, because you're not actually spending any money. So I, right. I have like zero points, <laughs> even though I'm in the A-list gold tier or whatever, huh. which is supposed to give you double the points to get free tickets. Now, so. this is different, but I had Audible, um, mm-hmm. and the I, books. yeah, and so I, I was like, yeah, I'll get a couple audiobooks, and then I didn't for about three years, and yeah, then I pay you know. for it every month, yeah. but here's the thing, is like, uh, you can only have 12 credits, and then they expire, so for like two years, I've just so spent like couple, $300 oof. on- A couple things about that, Oops. you should get Libby. I do have Libby. Um, I do have that now, and I, yeah. I do what that is now. Libby? And I cancel. Libby is the library app, and it allows you to check uh, out books from the library, I've, including yeah. audiobooks. Yep, including um, movies. And and then there, Libby doesn't do movies. Libby does books, but another app, Kayak is it Kayak or something? There's another app that lets you check out movies. Kayak, you just stream it. Airline stream of it. Comparison. Oh, maybe that's what I'm. Yeah. But there's another app that lets you. What is it? Canopy. It's Canopy oh, with okay. a K. I've uh, heard of this. Actually. Uh, that one yeah, lets yeah. you lets you do stuff, and then there's another one that lets you basically Hoopla. You, Hoopla lets you like That's also buy books from the library. Oh. So same as Audible, you acquire Damn. credits and you can do it. Right. I used to do Audible. I loved Audible, mm-hmm. and then every time I would cancel, they would be like, "You sure you want to cancel? Here's forty credits." Forty? They one time. One time, they gave me. Uh, 40 is a hyperbole. But one time they gave me 20 credits. <laughs> okay, so that's When I was going to cancel. And so yeah. I was like, well, I guess I have to use these credits I now. Can't, my problem is I want to cancel, but then I'll lose all the credits that I do have. Yeah. And I I can't even think of like eight audiobooks. You should, you I should, ask for recommendations all the time, but then I go, how do I know? You should just you should just Google best audiobooks, right? Yeah. And then also best books to have read in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then cross-reference that list. And then just get a bunch of them, and then just then you'll just yeah. have like a li- a shelf, a digital shelf of like potential great works that you could always fall back and listen to. I, yeah. I recommend The Great Gatsby by Jake Gyllenhaal. I got to remember how to. That's a I great gotta, read. I got to learn it? how to read. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Okay, it's a great read. Of you my say you got to learn how to read. Yeah, you guys sound like you're having so much fun. Well, you oh, always listen I to do. It. I love oh. it. Oh. When oh. I flew oh. back from uh, the UK like a couple months ago, I was trying to sleep for a lot of it, but I could not put my Kindle down because I was enthralled in a book for mm. like six and a half hours. Mm. I was just like, this. Did I ever tell you Grey's Anatomy the novelization? <laughs> nice. Have I? Did I ever tell you all? I was. I worked at the uh, the. Unveiling event for the Kindle Two. Ooh! And I, wow. I wrote a I wrote a transpo van, and I uh, one time got Jeff Bezos a Diet Dr Pepper. That's pretty cool. You were so, that close. What Kindle of, are they on now? I don't fucking know. This was like 2011. Isn't oh. it funny to think that you got a bill? You you I went poisoned and got Jeff Bezos, something yeah. for a billionaire. Yeah, you're like here. I got you this code. Third richest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. and I could have poisoned him and killed though, him, but I wouldn't this? have. He I wouldn't have been the richest at the time. Oh, that's, it was like 2011 or 12. 
So he might have been one or two, right? Because wasn't it Bill Gates and then Bezos? You might be right, and then yeah. it was that Mexican telecom guy? Let us know down in the comments uh, whether uh, We're talking about movies. Jeff Bezos in 2011 <laughs> was the richest man in the world. This is at the Santa Monica uh, airport yeah. hangar. When the Tesla stock surge. Anyway, Anyways. Lindsay, we concede back to you. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about some of your favorite movies this year. Um, you know, I also had written down here like, oh, let's talk about Thanksgiving and holiday traditions. But like, we don't really need to talk about that. Going to the movies. Going to the movies. Going to the movies. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's it. I was never a family. We were never a family that like went to the movies on Thanksgiving really? or mm-hmm. Christmas. Later, though, as I was older and I would just go, it was just me going to spend Thanksgiving or Christmas with my dad and my mom during all the Hobbit releases mm-hmm. every year my dad They're and I called would the Lord go. of the Rings but yes no. continue I think she's referring to the Hobbit release <laughs> oh oh I'm sorry <laughs> Lizzie I didn't mean to make you feel <laughs> I, I was the dumb one there that was my fault yeah we right. know we know you were were movies I completely she was forgot about them. they suck those movies <laughs> my bad <laughs> you forgot there were three <laughs> Hobbit movies <laughs> <laughs> forget I said anything my dad and I would go every year on my birthday oh that's nice and we would go to IHOP where they had like the special no it was Denny's that had like yes. the special different yeah. Lord of the Rings breakfasts sure. no, and Hobbit. Stuff. they were Hobbit breakfasts yeah. oh sorry <laughs> sorry I'm an idiot I'm Jesus Lindsay <laughs> uh, anyways I loved mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving uh-huh. yeah 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 my mom like my dad will always be the one like to suggest oh hey let's go see the big movie at Christmas mm-hmm. or Thanksgiving my mom always hates it she's like you know this is our family holiday like Thanksgiving's about mm-hmm. family and being together we can't just be sitting in a movie but we usually see I would be like your mom because people try to plan things that I'm a part of and go oh well, we should do this movie thing at our place and I'm like no <laughs> I don't want to do that because mm-hmm. um, you hate anyway. cinema <laughs> yes I hate cinema and the arts <laughs> and theater. You do not believe in supporting them. I understand. Um, what's your favorite movie that you saw Ooh, this year? This year, I got my list up here in order, ranked in order. That's so I I got the exact answer to that. Okay. And the answer. So we so we're starting at the top, not the bottom. I guess that makes sense. But um, I mean, let's we can do the extremes or something, right? Okay, we'll do the. Can extremes. we do the extremes? All right. I think I know. I think because I think I know what mine is. I have my highest rated things here. They're two very different movies, but I would probably I'm gonna write these down and I'm gonna listen yeah. to them on Audible. I've got I've got two that I can recall from this list stand out 2023 releases. Because there's all I've also yeah. seen some great stuff this year that has that I just had it's, never watched. Yeah. Before. Well that's different. I watched a movie I never watched either. Or until now, but it didn't come out this year. But we could talk about it later. For for me, for, for one, I'd like to preface it by saying that this year I think is very mediocre overall for movies. Mm-hmm. I thought last year was like a plus stellar. But amazing this year was year. Barbenheimer, which was I think a high point. Yes. But I also think that the reason it was such a high high is because everything around it was kind of yeah yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So um so up till uh, I saw two movies on Sunday I believe yes yeah, two days ago okay. that are now my number one and two. Wow. Really? Yes. And up till then I kind of I had one uh, uh, at my number one. I'm like I like this movie a lot. I would not consider it a classic. Okay. You know uh uh. But now I think that I the two movies I saw on Sunday I would I'd put them in the 
I don't know, classic is a strong word, but very, very, very good movies that are really fun to see. Okay, Should I what say are what they? they are? Yeah. yeah. Dream Scenario, number one, the Nicolas Cage okay. film Yeah. Uh, with the guy from Belgium, I think. He made Sick of Myself, which is awesome. And then the horror movie I've been trying to get James to watch, When, when Evil Lurks. You just mentioned it. Before the podcast, that's started. what I mean. I've been trying ever all, since the beginning of this podcast. Into the podcast, <laughs> and he, he so you, the way you phrased it made it sound like you've been hounding me for weeks. <laughs> I, you saw it less than forty eight hours. I know, ago. and it was so good. And then you were like, "It's too late for scary movies." I'm like, you're gonna wait till October next year to see it. What yeah. is the movie that you? When just said? evil lurks, it will freak you out. I literally had I, a see this. I probably won't see. It, it, it's not like just like a gorehound movie, like a Terrifier two or something, mm -hmm. which I did see this year. But uh, it's it was just freaking me out. Like I literally uh, had a hyperventilating dream. Was it? Was okay, it? Okay, then yeah, I'm not gonna see this movie. Was it? Was it freakier or not than um, like say a Japanese house? And someone's Hazu? walking around a Japanese house, and every time he does the loop, it gets more and more decrepit and and bad and falls apart. Well, when you say Japanese house, you're talking about the movie House from no, Japan? No, I'm talking about a house. Say you were walking around a house, a Japanese-style home, okay. hallway to hallway, and then you were... Does that sound scary? Is it scarier than that? or uh, Is this a callback to that, yes, that, it is. that game thing we yeah. did? Uh, what is the game thing? <laughs> when we, in on our Halloween a, stream, <laughs> yeah. we watched scary shorts, and Ryan was dumping on this one that was actually, that Omer and I were the only ones paying attention That's to. True. That's that true. was just a loop of someone going like, this is a tour of my house with subtitles, but they kept going through the house looped and it was one shot but it was looped and then it kept getting more and more decrepit and then it would like creep in through a window and you'd like see like a weird body or whatever no. it was a slow burn I just uh. mentioned yeah no it was this was way better than that okay gotcha. <laughs> in almost every single way okay um, I loved it the, the effects were amazing The pa this guy knows how to do pacing you know mm. it's like like you're watching it and things are happening or just you're on a ride and you don't know where it's gonna go and I love that about it. I, I definitely have, it, even though it's my number two, okay, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, so uh, if you want to watch it, don't listen to this, but the <laughs> ending kind of sucks, uh, is what I would say. That's so, a tough That's a tough sell there, yeah. my friend, because you're saying it's your one and two, it doesn't even, it can't but even the be But the ride is so fun. The ride, the ride is more than worth, the, the, more than better than the destination. It was great. See, it says here horror psychological. Yes, and it so got in my I head. Can't, I can't do, I could do slasher and gore and all that stuff. That's fine because I go, <laughs> it's fake. Psychological, I go, my brain make, can make it real. <laughs> and yeah. I go, my brain I, can make it real. I'm too scared. I've never in my life, like, well, I, I just remember being, I was on, in my nightmare. I was on the other side of a pane of glass and then this evil possessed person just comes in like, like, I'm like trying to run, but I can't, you know, and I'm just like, and there's nowhere for me to hide. And I just remember going, waking up going, <gasps> it was crazy. And I'm like, it was like, <laughs> I've never had a dream like that. Very it says you can watch it on AMC Plus. Oh, no. Nice. Well, no one has that, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, other movie that you said? Dream Scenario with Nicolas Cage. One oh. of his. And that's your one. That's, that's your my number one. one. Yeah, okay. I had a great time. Oh. Also, spoiler alert. Well, I like Nick Cage. I'm going to see it, this one. It's not really a spoiler, spoiler alert. Then why would you say that? It's it's similar to what my last one. <laughs> this is how. Oh, oh, it's like the ending overall, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Overall, yes. I basically, the, the journey is more fun than the destination for that you, one. Those, I is hate to a, keep is, going back to this Halloween stream, uh -huh. but all you complained about was the lame ending. Of what? 
of the thing of the. Scary well, that's because there was thing. no good journey. It's not like it's fun to watch that guy go on that. that but it ruined thing. everything for you. But it okay. That's <laughs> Ew, one where it's like, all right, this movie is not that fun to watch. But if there's a cool twist at the end, that might make it. Uh, you know, retrospectively fun to watch, whereas mm -hmm. these movies are like really fun in the moment, and then okay. it's just like you know, I'm like, okay, well, that was the. It journey. seems like an interesting concept, so I probably will check this one out. All right. Yeah. Okay. All what, right. what are your What are yours? So, so I didn't have I had according to my rankings, I have not, I didn't five star anything this year. Okay. But classic James, two four and a halfs. Oh, two four and, and a halfs, and then and a good number of fours, uh, starting with the four and a halfs. Uh, across the Spider Verse, Spider-Man nice. Across the Spider Verse is pretty much pretty much damn near perfect. So um, I, the, the I only do see that. the only caveat to that is that it, it's so when something doesn't begin and doesn't end, it's a middle piece. Yeah, it's always hard for me. Like perfect films for me are like Boogie Nights. Royal Tenenbaums. Mm -hmm. Like, they just exist in their own perfection. It's almost impossible. I'm only caveating this because it's not a strike against Across the Spider-Verse. I think that movie is great. A cliffhanger ending is a strike for yeah, me. But it's not even the ending. It's just, it's just, it's part of a, it's part of a piece of something. Mm -hmm. Like, even like, Two Towers or Return of the King, I wouldn't give five stars because they're a piece of something. It's like it, you have to count the franchise okay. as a whole. Okay. That's just my little weird asterisk Makes on it. Sense. But I think the movie is art. I think it it, it is, it's way longer than the first one. It's way longer than most animated films. And there was never a single point where I was like, all right, come on. let's." It's just constantly going. It's also an excellent action movie where all of the action is moving the plot forward. It's not just like Vin Diesel, you know, crashing into a Zeppelin for no reason. Sure. It's like all plot. It's like, oh, Miles is trying to figure out something about himself. So they like reveal that through an amazingly done action sequence. So the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh, this is the kind of thing young people will see and they will go, I'm going to be an artist someday. I want to make something like this someday. I want to learn how to do animation. Like, there will be kids who will cite that film and also, you know, uh, Into the Spider-Verse before it as the things that m awakened in them a love of this medium. Mm -hmm. A lot of people reference, like, Jurassic Park is like, that was like a thing they were like, oh my God, you know, every generation has these things. Has, I, yeah. I, think, I think this will be that. And I think in 20 years, we're going to get some of the most incredible animated things ever, and it will be because of this movie. <laughs> this okay. movie's packed with stars. It's amazing. It's, it's packed, star power. It's packed with stars, but it, no one it rises above anyone else. They are all, like they all fade into the character, and that's my favorite thing. I love Chris Pine, but when Chris this Pine is, is the voice of so and so, and you're like, it's just Chris Pine. Yeah. Like that's not the case in this. Oscar Isaac. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no no no. No. Oscar Isaac is like in the and just just fantastic. Haley Steinfeld. I always forget is is Spider Gwen in this. There's just so much so much talent embedded into this. Yeah. Film Who do you that attribute is, that to? And uh, overall, I think it something like this has to be a creative collaboration. Well, I, I I give I mean it's obvious, but Phil Lord uh, is the man. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I definitely think that there's a creative thing, but I also think that like he doesn't know how to make some of the things happen in that movie that happened in the movie. Someone, sure. some oh, other yeah, genius yeah, yeah. 
who is also bought into the creative vision had to figure out how to make those things Well, happen, I, I right? just think that the awesome, like what you're talking about, the amazingly structured script that's so dense and stuff, yeah. like, they're just so good at that. And all their movies have that kind yeah. of, even like 21 Jump Street and stuff is yeah, like yeah. Well, so there, well scripted. It feels like there was a script. Whether or not yeah. there was, it feels like there was a script. It feels like they storyboarded a whole movie before they really started mm -hmm. going on it. I actually don't think this is the case because I'm pretty sure it was a very hard production. Well, yeah, um, I know there's a lot of controversy <laughs> on it. Like um, all big animated movies. But like, oh, it like feels that. that way, and it all yields one extremely coherent vision. I don't know how much I buy into the auteur filmmaker concept anymore. The older I get and the more I collaborate with people, I'm like, it doesn't... No, you always need other people supporting this vision, bringing things that you, the best stuff is when you don't know how to do everything. Sure. When you're yeah. not the best at every phase of it, and yeah. you're like, I'm gonna, here, here's my idea for this thing, and someone else goes, well, here's how I think this fits in perfectly, and then everyone works together. Mm -hmm. So like, That's the, the whole, best feeling too. The, the whole auteur filmmaker thing, I think is bullshit. And the yeah. older I get, the more I realize that. I wouldn't say it's bullshit, it's just, uh, it depends on the size and scale of the movie. Like a big thing like that, you're right, it's impossible to do with one per human being. You have to at least have somebody, like you're saying, with the vision to go get the right people and trust them and stuff at least, which is uh, its own collaboration. And, yeah, you know. but like, like Spielberg is a genius, no doubt. Sure. But there's also a reason why he's like, I'm gonna work with you again. I'm gonna uh -huh. work with you again. I'm gonna work with you again. It's because he understands that he alone cannot necessarily yes, complete this vision. I agree with that. Um, so that's my rant on Across the Spider Verse. K K Real quick, yes. sorry. Uh, the because uh, I I ha I you, you scrolled pretty far down well, to find it in your rankings. Well, there. no, I uh, uh, I have this very depressing list. On top, you know, yes, I go see all these movies, right? But I yeah. also have this super sad little list that's way longer than it should be of movies I fell asleep during during the oh, year. Oh no! And right now there's literally like oh, 12 movies on, there. Of these on here. It's so sad. In the theater? This Not all these are in the theater, uh -huh. but like uh -huh. about four of these are in the theater. Uh, Spider-Verse was one of them in How the theater. How do you fall asleep in the theater? It's so No, loud. I say that actually. I'm looking at this. You were climbing. There was, there was three of these in the theater and one, uh, uh, Spider-Verse, uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion, which I wanted to go to sleep. I was like, just kill that's, me and pass I think that's my lowest rated out. of the year. I and I, it was more movie. of a spite. It was yeah. more of a spite uh, rating, but... Uh... And then I walked into The Flash. <laughs> Why didn't you just leave? What? Well, I was oh. with some people. And then I I, I walked oh. into The Flash, and after I saw No Hard Feelings, so I was like, oh, I'll just go watch this movie. And then I passed out. So I, I was like, I don't think Flash. that counts, basically. It's a second movie. Anyway. So uh, I forgot so many movies. Uh, you're mentioning them like, oh, right. I must mate rate that as well. There we go. <laughs> a nice two stars for The Flash. So Flashes. what's your other four and a half? So yeah. my other four and a half is Blackberry. Ooh. Black um, Interesting. Okay. Which uh, is a kind of biopic comedy based on the device. The formation of the Blackberry device. That's my 21st favorite film out of 39. There you go. And I, it, I did enjoy it. It's it seems like it's like it should be nothing. Like and it also came out at the same time as the Tetris movie uh -huh. and the Cheetos movie. Uh -huh. And I didn't see either of those movies. Um, you didn't see Flame and Hot? No, though I heard Flame and Hot is entirely fab fabricated. Yes, <laughs> it, it boggles the mind they actually oh, made it. Oh, like the family, and they, a story about a family or something? It's like, they, like one guy, one guy at the place. Janitor a janitor turns into making Flaming Hot Cheetos yeah, executive. It's, all, it's all bullshit. They yeah. knew it when they made it. Yeah. Fuck Ivana Longoria. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Longoria. But I thought it was 
I guess because my expectations are kind of like, eh, you know, let's go check it out. I was like, it's getting okay reviews. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Glenn Howarden, there's some great casting in it because you wouldn't think, but it feels like they hired like a lot of comedian. It's like if they got comedians to be in an Aaron Sorkin movie. And I thought mm. that was really fun. So like Glenn Howarden, Dennis from It's Always Sunny, is this bald-headed maniac who is apparently extremely well representative of the actual person he's supposed to be. And it's a fascinating, I always, I love the show Silicon Valley about like the te- the rise of tech there and like a, how yeah. it changes people and how you keep up with that when, when it, the kind of thing is like, oh, you're a billion dollar company now. You think that's like the end, but then it's like, no, you need to be like a trillion dollar company. Uh-huh. Like it's the constant growth and the the virus of tech growth and stuff like that. And uh, also it's really fun for me because like the time period is like something you don't, it's like Canada in like the like late 90s, early 2000s is being represented or whatever. Um, it just had a really unique vision and it's also the guys who who were in Nirvana the band, the makers of the best sketch, two of the best sketches ever made. Number one is it's it's uh, the theme song for the Nintendo eShop. The e- uh, you guys familiar with this one? Basically, it's eShop. It's eShop Wednesday, and they're refreshing the store, and it's playing the eShop theme song. And these two guys come down; they're really excited. And he's like, "Oh, we should write a song about like the eShop." And he's trying to like use the names of the games to like make the song, uh-huh. but it's really shitty. And then his other guy is like, "Here, let me try." It. And he does it, and it's incredible. And it just blows the other guys. He's like, "How are you doing?" It's a great sketch. Um, I love the. Did you ever see the Dirties? No. You should I watch the dirties. the dirties. Is that that their other? It's Matt Matt Johnson, the guy. Who yeah, made, yeah. I've actually never seen Nirvana the the show or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, here it's great. John Smith swears by it. But the dirties is like a found footage, uh, uh, school shooting comedy. So that's that's probably why I haven't seen it because it feels a little bit heavier than the story of the guy who made the BlackBerry. Yeah, but, but it's it's funny though. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a funny movie. Um, but yeah, so those are those are my two like. Pretty, top pretty, two. two top two of the year that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, hear a word from our sponsors, but then we're going to be back and I want to talk about just a few of your other stars and we'll talk about some of the uh, worst movies that you saw. Yes, Great. please. Great. We'll be right back. Buying gifts for your loved ones is hard. I mean, what can I get my mom that says, thank you for raising me and continuing to put up with me? A gift card, a candle, something tells me that won't quite hit the mark. Luckily, Aura Frames makes gift giving a whole lot easier with their digital picture frames that can be kept up to date with all your latest photos. It really is the gift that keeps on giving. Plus, the frames come with unlimited storage and simple control so you can upload as many photos as you want and pick the perfect ones to display on the frame. Aura displays photos in true color and automatically adjusts for the light level of the room. And at night, when you turn out the lights, your frame also turns off to save energy. This holiday season, see for yourself why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, the strategist, and Wired. I have an Aura frame. I love it. It's on my bookshelf, and I just see my little rotating pictures there all the time. It's just so sweet to have. From now through Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Aura is having their best deal of the year. Visit AuraFrames.com today and get $40 off their best-selling Carver Mat frame with the code FHPOD. These frames have been selling out every year, though, so get yours now. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com with the promo code FHPOD. Terms and conditions apply. 
It's officially time to kickstart your holiday shopping, but don't panic. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most meaningful and out-of-the-ordinary gifts for everyone on your list. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers in-laws, or your best friends. They even have uncommon experiences like tarot card readings, romantic map making, cooking, and mixology classes, and more if you're looking for a new way to have fun and connect with your loved ones. I recently picked up this cute little uh, coat rack. I don't have a closet in my hallway, so I always have to find somewhere to just kind of hang, hang my hat. Um, and it's super cute. It's beech wood. It's stylish. A lot of the stuff on the site is just really adorable. And I have a hard time picking the things that I want. Plus, with every purchase, you make it Uncommon Goods that give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash FHpod. That's uncommongoods.com slash FHpod for 15% off. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash FHpod. That's uncommongoods.com slash FHpod for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer, Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary. All right, welcome back to the Funhouse Podcast. My third favorite film. Oh, here we go. Favorite here we go. Film. Right into year it. You're going to have to, we're going to have to talk through some of the <laughs> the, the, the four stars, the, the yeah, I'll, upper I'll, middle. I'll, I'll give you guys a few yeah, yeah. Of, your, of these movies, well, and then we'll move on, and I want to talk, talk about the lowest of the lows. I give, I give this is probably my four, one of my four stars for you, even though I do a 10-star system, so it would really be my eight. Anyway, okay. it's neither here nor there. excessive. Past Lives. Did you see this movie? <sighs> That's... That it's not the Angelina Jolie one. No, wasn't that wasn't Past Lives the Angelina Jolie wasn't one? Past Lives a movie starring Angelina Jolie and Ethan Hawke? No, I was don't know. Not? What I don't know what Lindsay's you're talking got a about. laptop out. Okay, <laughs> Past mean, Lives I'm just Angelina seeing... Jolie. Past Lives is just this very nice, sweet human melodrama story about two people going in and out of each other's lives throughout their life. You know, taking they, lives, taking, taking lives, lives. That's it. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, and yeah, I loved it. I just like it. It's simple story told very well, has cool cinematic things going on. And it was just one of those where it, well, when it ended, I was just like, man, they don't make movies like that anymore. That's just a nice mm -hmm. fun or not even fun. It's mm -hmm. just kind of a nice human story. I wanted to cry, but I don't. Oh, I nice. didn't. That's it was nice. good. Didn't cry. Why you just let yourself cry? Just let it go. Okay. Just let it go. I don't, I don't cry that often. Maybe I cry a, a lot. Or once every five years. Um, a couple of my four star shout outs. Yeah, let's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. I did see that. Um, I, As someone who is completely fatigued with Star Wars and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I not that I wasn't expecting it to be good because I kind of like all the like Guardians of the Galaxy one is like mm -hmm. up there is like one of my favorites of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was still like, I'm so over this. And I don't even think I had seen the last like two by the time I went in to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was great. I was like, James this is what, the man. I was, but it was also the kind of thing where normally a movie like Thor Ragnarok, it's like, I'm back in, baby. But I was like, okay, no, this I'm pretty much out because he's not making like yeah. this was his swan song with them. So I have no faith going forward. Um and then bottoms. I have bottoms, bottoms. at number 10 for me right now. Bottoms is You loved it? I thought it was great. Yeah. 
I, I thought it was really good. Really? I, I, I wanted to honestly love it more, to be honest. I mean, as a comedy, as just a straight-up comedy, I think it's, like, one of the best of the year. It, I, I like it a lot of it in concept. And then it was, like, probably the first, like, 20 minutes I'm going, I haven't really laughed at all, but not a big deal. No, it's maybe not for me. But no. then, like, by the end of the movie, I laughed a lot. Oh, you know? I was so, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It's a great movie. I think the two leads are fantastic. Oh, yeah, Rachel Center rocks. Um. And Ayu Edeberry, yeah, yeah. the other one. She's great. Um, the they're bear. both they're both great in it, and it's just a funny concept. It's they don't make comedies like especially high school comedies anymore, and it's yeah. kind of got that like. And no one went to see that one, so they're not going to make anything again. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where I watched it. I think it's like ninety minutes or like just yep. barely above ninety minutes, and I was like, I could have gone for a little bit. You could have put fifteen more minutes in there, or <laughs> I was like also thinking this is the kind of thing where if they announced a bottoms TV show, I was like, they have stuff. They, there's enough of the universe. Like it's the kind of universe where the 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 losers are losers, and but then like the the football players are just walking around class wearing their pads all the time. <laughs> like it's like that kind of cartoon depiction of high yeah. school. But it's really good, and it's not. I feel like it's going to age better than a lot of those other ones from the '80s and mm -hmm. '90s because the the people that are choosing to be outcasts and the people that are choosing to be popular aren't the most base. <laughs> level attributes mm -hmm. to them that's a lot more nuanced. Um, and then Evil Dead Rise uh, is also on there. I have that way down. on. The, I think that's my 29th of 39. That's fine. It's still on the best list. <laughs> no, it's not. So It's all the best list, Ryan. Well. <laughs> it's just the worst of the best. It's one of the worst uh, of the best. Evil Dead Rise, I immediately came out of that movie and I was like, wow, Evil Dead is a stronger franchise, cinematic franchise than Star Wars. Marvel, D DC, no. basically every other thing that they're trying to push in our face as being the cinematic universe, even though the connections are whatever loose. Uh, I was like, Evil Dead Rise manages to deliver more on what I want an Evil Dead movie to be every single time. Like the remake did it for me. This one I felt like was a great extension. I thought the that. remake or, or whatever the 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 one from 2013, the Fetty Alvarez one, was great. It mm -hmm. was it was, and that one was more hardcore than the original ones. I feel like yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, all right, that's kind of has a little more of a twist. This one felt like someone going down the laundry list to me of going, this has to be in an Evil Dead movie and this has to be in an Evil Dead movie and uh, and they just kind of I, put it out there. I agree, which is what made me feel like it's part of a franchise, but I also think that it was a different setting, different terms, yeah. different like the same similar stuff happened like in all Evil Dead movies, but it was like, it's like cool new vibes and I was like, I don't know that we need to make an Evil Dead movie every single year, but I am confident that there are other people out there who get it and understand what should yeah. be in. I won't, um, I won't be seeing that one either. It's fun. Can I give it just a couple more? I'll, I'll just go yeah. through these real quick. Um, my tops. Uh, like I said, Sick of Myself, great film. Uh, I think it's Belgium-ish. Mm -hmm. what, what do they speak in Belgium? French. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that movie's great. Go check that out. Um, don't Try to go in blind. I... Um, then fifth, Ryan, I Ryan, that movie came out last year. Oh, no, get no, no, it off the list. No, it, it's one of those where it was released. It's it, 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 probably released. It was like released there. at a film festival late last year. Then it got picked up and distributed earlier this year. Anyway, um, same guy who did Dream Scenario. I have Killers of the Flower Moon as my fifth. I really enjoyed okay. that, even though it's not perfect. It's not. You know, is that a long movie? Is oh, yeah, it's way oh, too long. See, Three yeah. and a half. I know that's it's, what stopped me from seeing it. Sometimes yet. I think, like, oh, that's in the zeitgeist right now, and I see ads for it, I'll go see it, and then I see. 
Like I got I got dragged to Oppenheimer because I was part of a big moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like, don't way too long. It, it, it just it, like I hate long movies. We've talked about this. Yeah, before, we have talked about. But this, like yeah. like it's so weird to me how Oppenheimer gets caught up in this thing and makes a billion dollars plus, you know, and everyone's just seemingly don't care about the three hour time thing. They're like, oh, well, I gotta go see Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's three hours, whatever. But then a movie like Martin Scorsese's movie comes out and was like, oh, three plus hours? Fuck that. Which I get. I mean, I don't like I the one time the same, either. I felt the same way about both. I was like, yeah, three well, hours. Well, it's just crazy that, that Oppenheimer made a billion plus bucks. Uh, you, it, people don't like to admit that Oppenheimer rode the coattails of Barbie. Yes. And that, apparently, that's, that's what I believe that's now. That's the really reason really like, money. oh, they work together to create this thing. I was like, I don't think so. No, no, I no. think yeah. Barbie created a thing, and in the wake of that thing, Oppenheimer got to cruise. I think if Barbie didn't come out, Oppenheimer probably would have had maybe a big first weekend, but then well, like, I, I, yeah. trailed off as people realized it was a much more slow, introspective look and this historical figure. Well, I was hearing rumors that, you know, because Nolan left Warner Brothers because he felt, you know, smited mm-hmm. by them. Yeah. And then he had his release date. Uh, and then Barbie, I heard, at, or like the Zavlov or whatever was like, all right, we're going to put our release date around mm-hmm. Barbie or around Oppenheimer. So fuck with Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. This is like the Hollywood dirt I heard. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hears um, in this office. But then, uh, but then apparently that worked out for everyone involved. So yeah. no one got fucked over. Everyone. Just another was, CEO using his big brain <laughs> to figure out amazing things that no one could have ever yeah. thought of. It didn't work Completely on Patrol. accident. Um, uh, yeah, Saw Patrol. Saw Patrol. I mean, that was yeah. dumb as hell. Like, no, it's not the same demo, you idiots. What do you think? Someone's gonna go from one theater to the next, you morons. Um, lastly, I, I loved. I, I really liked the Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. No one else seemed to really care Ooh, about it. That's two star on my list. Really, you didn't like it? Not I liked funny. it a lot. Didn't think it was. Good. I was. I was cracking up. Um, and then the other fellow, which is a documentary about people named James Bond. I want everyone to go see this movie. Oh, it's really good. I feel like you were talking about this. Yeah, it's really fun. It's just, how, how does being named James Bond affect people in their life? Hmm. And uh, that's a question I've always wanted to know the answer to. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I, we don't have to get into it because we've already gotten into it. Bar- Bar- Barbie is also up there as my and my top of the year. Megan, we all saw it together. I liked it a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. R- reality, Maybe. the HBO movie about reality winner. That was a really interesting movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like an FBI interrogation. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I was just going to say one thing about Barbie where obviously I really loved it. It was one of the only movies I saw in the theater mm-hmm. this year. But I watched it on a plane when I was like traveling because I bought it as soon as it came out. And then I was like, did I love this movie as much as I thought that I did? Maybe I didn't. And then my friend invited me to a, like a screening and I like got to sit there and listen to Greta Gerwig and, mm-hmm. and the sound mixers and stuff talk about the movie. But before I watched the movie in the theater again, I was like, yeah, okay. The theater, that was, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should go to the theater more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that to say, maybe I should watch more movies, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I'm a TV gal though. Yeah. Know, I, so. I watched a lot of great TV I watched TV a lot year. of TV this year. Um, yeah. I'll shout out a couple other shout outs. Haunting of Venice. Didn't watch it. Which... Those other two movies are stinkers. The we're, other two point rows. Uh, sure, fine. if you ju- if you literally want to just watch two hours of just people going in talking to people, like it's like, yeah, it's the marketing made it seem like oh they're gonna make it exciting because that that book is basically Poirot just going like I now I will talk to you and now I will talk to you and now I will talk to you and that's the whole it's just interrogation after interrogation yeah. which is fine and the the trailer made it seem like oh it's gonna be exciting it was not 
It was pretty faithful, yeah. boring adaptation mm. of it. And then uh, Death on a Nile, I didn't even finish that movie. I didn't start they, it. I mean, they didn't finish making it. It's pretty yeah. obvious that when the Army Hammer stuff happened, they were like, well, that's it. Your visual effects budget. You're not going to get to fill in all the green screens behind you. <laughs> it's going to look like shit. Um, but Haunting of Venice, not great, but the best of the three by far okay. and the most fun. And it takes a lot of inter, it's a complete adaptation. It's not even remotely close to, because I think, what is it, like Halloween Party is like the actual name of that book or whatever. Oh. But it's a very loose adaptation, but I felt like it was the most fun. And the cast, I think, is the strongest of all of them. Um, the cast is the most interesting, so I like that. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, and the only one I was going to say is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Well, hold, was a lot of fun as well. Back to Haunting in Venice. Yes. Like, I was like, I don't know if I want to see this, but maybe I will. But then, this might just be me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give any spoilers. But I just kept thinking, like, all right, there's clearly going to be a whole through line of, like, is something supernatural happening, mm -hmm. you know? And I really don't have any interest in that. I don't know. I but, mean, that you're right. That yeah. is definitely an aspect of it. And you're yeah. like, oh, Poirot, he's a skeptic. He's yeah. always figuring out. There's strange things happen, but he can always find an excuse for it. Uh -huh. But this time, can he? That's the yeah. conceit almost entirely okay. of the mystery. <laughs> um, yeah, no interest. But uh, but I thought it's fun. The setting is really cool. It's in, like almost the entire thing takes place in this really old house in Venice that's creaking and moving because mm. the place is sinking and there's storms and stuff like that. And Venice I, Beach is sinking? Yep, Venice Beach. We're Holy losing shit. it. I almost lost Muscle Beach. No, <laughs> Venice, Italy. Um, but yeah, so th that, those are the only ones that I currently have listed here in my like tops, and there probably should be even some. There's tears. Even yeah, in the I have tears, star, I too. Think there's yeah. tears. Fast but, X I throw, throw out, too. I like that a lot. Anyway, that's all my But yeah, so those are, those are probably the best... Movies of the year. I've seen some amazing TV as well, but I feel like that's a different, whole different podcast. It is a whole different podcast. It's, you know, if I find my way, we'd only talk about TV. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, uh, uh, what? So, what's the worst. worst movie? Fuck Knock at the Cabin. Was that this year? Yes. Yeah, that movie sucks. That movie fucking sucks. I still don't understand, though, how you hate that movie, but you love old. Old is great. And old also. Similar to this year, came out on a mo mediocre oh. year. Old would not have been in my top ten last year, but it was okay. my number one from two years ago because of you know whatever. Um, and but no, uh, the the just central conceit of old is way more fun to explore and think about and do all the stuff. It was just like oh, people are aging old, and this was just like. What is happening? It's like this mystery box movie of like, ooh, you don't know what the fuck's going on the whole time. And then when they reveal what hap is happening, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I hate this. It's interesting because I just felt exactly, watching this, I felt the exact same way about it as I felt about old. Which is like, what is happening here? What's going on? This is... This is crazy. What's going on here? People are turning old. People are showing, like, almost Archangel-like people are showing up at their, and telling them they have to kill, like, the same things. And then you're watching it and you're like, they're getting older. Okay, they're, they're older now. And then this one is like, okay, they're killing people. More people are dying. Another one's dead. It was just like, all right. And then you kept waiting for it to to unfold and open on itself and then reveal, aha, this is what it all meant. And I felt like neither of those movies did it at all. Old at least gives you a uh, no, Yeah, a I know reason. what you're gonna say. No, it doesn't. It, no, it doesn't. <laughs> old just tells you, 
old just tells you that people know the beach turns you old. Uh-huh. No one cared about that question. Watching that movie, no one asks, well, what would you do with an old beach? Everyone asks, why does the beach turn you old? Well, right, and the movie goes, you don't care about that. <laughs> what you do care about is prescription medicines. No, but but I, uh, it, it, every monster movie or whatever doesn't have to have an explanation for why the thing exists or whatever, you know? I, and I kind of like well, that. Sure, unless it's like supposed to be, unless there's supposed to be some sort of natural disaster. I would argue that Knock at the Cabin does the exact same thing. They're, they're natural disasters. They're basically going, are you willing to sacrifice someone from your own family or cut off your future generation because the planet is dying? Uh -huh. Like it basically that is the metaphor that they're trying to convey. Like your comfort in modernity is coming at the cost of other people because the planet is dying. Yeah, well, that, that, that really it. didn't come through that well, that part. But the, the, getting old <laughs> is something is everyone can relate to. You know, it's just like, and you're getting old fast. And then, like, you're, to your point, it's like, like, yes, at the end, they don't reveal how it's happening. But but I did like, it's like, oh, okay, this is why all this stuff is going on on this beach today, at least, you know. And I it worked for I me. I didn't care. I, I accepted was... it. I go, okay, the, 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 the beach makes you old, and these people are exploiting that. Uh, good enough prescription for me. medicines. They're like, oh, for prescription medicines. I'm like, I don't care what I, they do at the old beach. Why does it turn you old? Well, I was in a, at knock at the knock at the cabin, being like, all right, so they're the four it's, horsemen of the apocalypse. I guess, yeah, this is like a real life Bible thing. And okay, at the end of the thing, they reveal they're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Wow. Well, uh, they they don't even cool. really reveal that. They, I, they don't I really. think that both suck. I think it's funny to me that one is at the bottom of your list one year and the other's at the top when I it see them as almost exactly the same movie. No, old is great. Knock of the Cabin sucks. What? <laughs> I mean, well, on IMDb, old is rated lower than Knock of the Cabin. but That boggles my mind. What is the like last, like I guess, actually good M. Night film? I haven't old, seen uh, a lot of... No, Split. <laughs> it's old. Split, in my opinion, yeah, was yeah. a genuinely good movie yeah. and it kind of marveled me. I was like... Maybe he's got it back, baby. And then Glass came out afterwards, and I was like, he does not. Well, and I'm, <laughs> I uh, seem to be the biggest apologist for The Visit. I love The Visit. Mm -hmm. And no one else likes it. I think you hate it. I don't hate it, but it doesn't. It does the thing that every single found footage movie does is I can't. You need to explain why I'm watching it, I think. You need to explain why I'm watching it, number one. The little one. girl just wants to be a filmmaker or whatever. Which is the dumbest excuse. I also yeah. want to be a filmmaker, and I don't walk around film documenting everything. Are you 13 in... years old? When I was 13 years old, I had a camera. I didn't do that shit. Um, she does. She does. So oh, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it was a dumb concept to return to a genre that had already died out. It wasn't smart enough. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, so did the police cut this together? Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> I just didn't think it was is good to warrant a return. I just felt like his M Night Shyamalan, which is what he does, documented does, is he makes these small budget movies that he can take out personal loans to 
to basically pay for so uh, that way he can make a huge amount of profit. I didn't think he had an amazing creative vision for anything he's made. I think he sees how much he can make it for so that way he can make tens of millions of dollars off no, the no, back no, no, of it. No, 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 that, that's a weird breakdown M. Night Shyamalan that. also has a record of stealing independent fi film uh, grants and stuff by making his movies within certain budget constraints so that way all the other independent filmmakers can't use any of them. Well, so I think he sucks. That, uh, but at the end of the day, the, wow. the, the, without the grant thing, though, like you're saying, like he is just trying to make a buck and make these cheap movies. I, I feel like it's the opposite. Where I mean, there's that there's that element to it, but it's also like he has complete fucking creative control to make any. He's like, all right, if I can just get it under this budget, then I can make my movie. And I don't think you can. I don't feel like any of them of his filmography is like, oh, that one is just a cash grab, other than like maybe Last Airbender or something. Which well, didn't they're write. all terrible. They're almost all terrible. Well, but that's his. <laughs> that is his, his horrible vision. That, yeah, I guess you could say it. But yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. To me, they're 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 popcorn movies that uh, some of them are better than others. You know, like Six Sense. I don't think is terrible. No. Yeah. Unbreakable. I don't think it's terrible. Six Size isn't is terrible. You made two. Signs? Nope, I don't count signs. Okay, well, I, I I agree with you that he's not the best filmmaker. Yeah, I I appreciate his little niche that he has, and I feel like I wish more movies kind of had that, like yeah, twenty to thirty million dollar budget, but uh, still I mean, Blumhouse uh, is kind of doing that. Yeah, Blumhouse is doing that. Yeah, to various um, results. Some of my uh my we both I think we had some both agreed at our worst was like Haunted Mansion. That was well, like I fell asleep fell during asleep. it. I yeah. stayed up through the whole thing, but did you see it? No, it. I it was not sucked. interested. That is a movie I'd heard of. Some of the movies that you guys were talking about, I was like, oh, I haven't heard of this. I'll check it out. Oh, I'd watch that. But obviously, I heard heard about the Haunted Mansion. I was like, oh, no. I just didn't understand just didn't the purpose think, yeah. of yeah, it at I needed all. I to see that. And, and it's weird because, like, like, it's based on an amusement park ride, and you would want it to be so, like, vibrant. But there, there's like no color palette in that whole movie. Right. It's all brown and orange lights, and like it's just like so desaturated. I literally was asking other people to check it on their Disney Plus to see if it looked that way or if something was wrong with our version. And everyone's like, it looked bad. At least saw it in theaters, and she said she didn't remember it being that bad. So maybe something. But I just yeah. also the whole premise of it. I didn't. I didn't. Get, understand why it felt like, so hap dashed it, together. It, yes, that, that director kind of sucks. I what think. else did he do? I thought he, he did Dear White People, which is fine. Is that anything else? I feel like he did something else, and I was like, oh, he, he did something good. He did the Dear White People TV show too. On oh, bad hair. I have a little, I guess, note about the Haunted Mansion. It's not related to the movie, but. Uh, I actually didn't know that the Haunted Mansion wasn't um, Nightmare at Christmas th a thing because what? every like, time I'd gone to Disneyland oh. for like the first five or six times I went was around Halloween or Christmas. Yeah. And so I was like, this is great. And then the first time I went in the summer, I was like, let's go to Haunted Mansion. I went in and it was the Haunted Mansion. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Jack Skellington? <laughs> yeah. I think it's so. I think I mean. I didn't I, know. I understand purists, but I think the ride is way more fun as a Nightmare Before Christmas crossover. Also, That's Jared what I think. fucking Leto. How yeah. someone find out? I need. I. I'm not encouraging anyone to hack into anything, but if you're going through some files and you find out how much in the Disney files, Jared Leto was paid for the role of the Hatbox Ghost. 
please DM me or something. I need to know because they, he's in this movie. (laughs) If they paid him more than $2,500 to be in this movie, it was a fucking waste. And not isn't saying that I need more Jared Leto or I like or I dislike Jared Leto, but he's a big star. Mm -hmm. And there is literally one photoshopped image of his face in this movie, and the rest of it is a CG character that most most of the time you see its feet, and whose voice is modulated beyond compare. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left of Jared Leto, and <laughs> this isn't this isn't Andy Serkis performing the ape Caesar. Okay, there's nothing left of him. And it's funny because in the opening credits it says they make a point to a say big point starring Jared Leto as, as the, the Hatbox hat Ghost, <laughs> and there's no reason. So if he did a favor. And he was like, just give me $2,500. It's fine. He's like, give my salary to the extras. Then awesome. I'm fine with him being in there. But if he was paid anything remotely close to what he probably gets for movies, what a horrendous, horrendous waste. Well, it was just, uh, it was it was uh, marketing to get his name on the poster so that they could, oh, I want to see Jared Leto as the Hotbox Ghost. And then he, you know. There should be a site that you can look up, look that stuff up. The salaries like of certain stuff. Glute. Yeah, for um, like different movies. I also, the thing is, I know Lakeith Stanfield's great. I love Lakeith Stanfield. He's great. I've said in the past, Lakeith Stanfield is my future Joker. Okay. I would love to see him do an interpretation as like a crazy, chaotic Batman villain. Um, and so anytime I see him in something and I'm like, why is he seem so uninterested in this? Yeah. I do not blame him. Um, <laughs> I blame the script or I blame something else. Uh, and then the other thing, I don't know how, how much more time we have, but honorable bad mention to the creator. Didn't see it. Um, the creator. That's so- the creator. It was uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards um, about the AI there's like AI, but it's a child. It's an AI baby or whatever. The whole oh. world's faith Is rests on one child. Is this the movie that had like viral marketing at like football games where people were wearing the things? I have no mm, idea. I don't know. I don't yes, think, there was it? like, yeah. Uh, I'll look it up. Well, but. either way, uh, it, it was beautiful, looked beautiful. Also, it was like $80 million or something. Mm-hmm. And if you can make a movie that looks like this with this scale for $80 million, Ain't no excuse for some two hundred million dollar movie. Ain't no excuse. Yeah. Um, would it would make a great uh, like coffee table book? Looking at the concept art and the designs and stuff for it. I'm surprised it. you didn't see this as somebody who goes to Chargers games. But like, I don't know. If you wow. See it, but like, what the fuck? Uh, there. So they had the things. So like on they their had ears. them in the audience. Um, it's interesting because that's not even yeah. like how they look. <laughs> well, and it just looks like someone has the, headphones on. Um, this, yeah. this, the plot of this movie is so convoluted and strange, and it sets up these rules of the world that it immediately it. breaks. Uh-huh. And like, I went and saw it with a friend, and we didn't talk the whole time. And then afterwards, like, I was like, "What'd you think?" I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." He's like, "I don't know either." And then he was like. What was the deal with that character? And I was like, what was the deal with that? Like, and then it just became an avalanche yeah. of like, you're slowly going, like, why did he go there? What was he thinking? What was the plan? Like, there's a whole point in the movie where the, a bomb has been set and then someone has a detonator, but the bomb also has a timer on it. And so there's he's ba- fighting over the detonator like he needs to get to it. Mm-hmm. 
but the bomb has a timer on it. So why is it, the detonator doesn't matter. And then ultimately it doesn't matter and the bomb just goes on. None of it matters. There's like so many things where you're like, why did, why did that happen? None of that mattered. Like, or like, what was he thinking was gonna, like there's so much lack of logic in, in the plot of that movie. It drove me crazy. And for the next week we were just, asking each other questions like <laughs> did, just to make sure we didn't miss something like sure. was it was there something that happened no nothing happened there like why was it a baby robot <laughs> it could be anything and you go, go well that baby was special why what about the baby was special did they ever explain what was special about the baby well the baby did this one thing but it directly contradicts what they said the baby was capable of doing like is it because it was a baby if it was a baby did the do the mechanics grow too? Do the robot parts grow? Like, I don't, none of it made any sense. The more you thought about it, it just crumbled like a sandcastle every mm. time a wave lapped against it. Um, and so it was a shame because it looks so pretty. It looks so good, but man, that it sucks. 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 Well, uh, I have written down some of the favorite movies that you guys mentioned that I haven't mm -hmm. seen, and I think I might check them out. And oh, oh, I was just gonna say that you know I can put have this in the description oh, too, yeah. so people can go check out some of James and Ryan's favorite movies this year, um, and let us know, you know. And then I want to see all the comments uh -huh. of them mm -hmm. ranking them. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've did you have something more to just add? honorable bad mentions? Okay, go but, for it. Real quick, did you uh, remind me? Did you ever see Bo is Afraid? We no, talked about that. No. Okay. I didn't because well, it was three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's on it's in the back half of my list. But the more I've thought about it, it's kind of creeped up a few slots. I'm like, you mm -hmm. know, I like that more that than that. This year? Yeah, it was earlier this wow. year. I, but yeah, oh uh, other kind of honorable bad mentions. I thought David Fincher's Killer kind of blew. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. But it I just heard, we talked about made it a little me bit. Sad. Yeah. I mean, it's very it's the most David Finchery movie, but in like all the bad ways, mm -hmm. basically. It's very cold. Um, this movie, is, oh, 65 fucking sucked with Adam Driver, the dinosaur movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see it? No, but I could have told you. I, I had a feeling. I just was like, 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 spoiler alert for 65, but, you know, they have this whole marketing campaign. It's like, oh, my God, it's 65 million years ago, and there's human beings there, which kind of raises a bunch of questions, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, how did that happen? Who are they? Did mm -hmm. they start humanity? You know, are they aliens or what? what's going on here? And so to me, that was like the, the central question that the mm -hmm. movie was going to be answering. It didn't. Wasn't it like a Planet of the Apes type scenario where he was like in space and then he like crash landed and he thought he crash landed back on Earth, but he like accidentally crash landed in the past or whatever? I don't. No. I haven't seen. No, it. Okay. the answer the is trailer, no. The trailer. The trailer was like, "Oh, he's a space guy. He's in space." Well, it doesn't like... answer anything. It okay. just is like a space guy uh, shows up on Earth when the dinosaurs are here, okay. and then he is in a, some dinosaur fights with a right. little girl, and then at some point uh, the asteroids are coming, so they have to get off of Earth. Okay. End of right. end of movie. Fuck you. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. You. No. But, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the film. Um, so that movie sucked. And then lastly, no one has seen this movie, but I just thought it was a, kind of a funny story. It's my least favorite movie of the year called mm -hmm. You'll Never Find Me. I saw that. Did you really? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my you God. Just, you, you gave the, you, you know, I had Well, to. it was funny because I went to Scream Fest. I was like, oh, I, I, like, I want to go to a film festival here in L.A. You know, I want to go to a, one of the horror ones. And I've been to Scream Fest before. And so I went. I was like, oh, I, I saw that this one movie got good reviews. So I'm like, fuck it. That's all I need to see. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to it. And so, and there was a, whatever, a 20 minute um, short film or something. I didn't know how long it was going to be, but there was a short film that was going to be playing as mm -hmm. well. Okay. So I'm like, okay. 
So this movie, I go in, this movie starts, and I'm sitting there going, okay, you know, it's like this guy in a, in a cabin with this girl coming that, like, her car broke down nearby and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, this short film, and I'll, you know, we'll get to the movie. Mm -hmm. And then, like, 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes goes by. And I'm like, okay, this is a long-ass short film, and this sucks. Mm -hmm. And then finally I realized, like, way too late, like an hour in the movie, I'm like, this is not a short film. This is the... They're, they're playing the, they must be playing the short after the movie, which is what happened, which is so oh, okay. weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just bizarre to be in a feature movie thinking that it's a short that will yeah, end at any second. The pacings, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, but it also sucked too. Like nothing cool is happening. Yeah, yeah. They're just talking, and it's kind of this moody, atmospheric movie. And then finally, yeah, like thirty more minutes later, and then it just ends abruptly. I'm like, I hated every second of that. Okay. And it was it was also my fault because I didn't know that yeah, the yeah. whole short thing threw me off. And then they played a short after it that sucked. Yeah, you yeah. know, like for twenty minutes. Yeah. So anyway, that was just kind of a funny uh, mo okay. viewing experience. Don't go see. You'll never find me. And I think that's all of my uh, honorable mentions. We didn't mention go. the Flash, but the Flash is also bad. Flash is not great. Well, uh, thank you guys for uh, taking time to break down your top and worst movies of the year. Last thing, I know we, I love movies so much. I have so much to say. <laughs> Things, you know, we, it's Thanksgiving. We got a month more movies, and I have a short list of movies that I am excited to still see. Contestable contenders for yeah. top spot. Poor Things with Emma Stone is going to be great. I think. Okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That looks great. Napoleon really Scott. I don't know. Could be good. Could. Uh, He's Zach's, already he's already really Scott's already arguing with people, and I don't think that movie. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part One. Oof. Oof. I have. I will listen. I'll be there day one. Yeah, but I am not holding my breath. Me neither. Uh, Zone of Interest. The guy who did Under the Skin. It's okay. a. Uh, it's a Holocaust. Uh, Ooh, sounds like a blast. Uh, film. Um, uh, Woody Allen's Coup de Chance. Not going to see French that. His French fiftieth movie. Okay, not going to go into that anymore. Um, Agro Drift. Uh, Harmony Kareen's movie shot entirely in it with infrared cameras. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Maestro, the um, yeah, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper. No, big nose movie. A Good Burger, Burger Two. Uh, <laughs> we don't need a Good Burger. Burger. <laughs> we don't need a sequel to Good Burger. I go, oh, I'll see that one. <laughs> I rewatched Good Burger One earlier this year. We do not need a sequel. <laughs> it does not need it. Todd Haynes is May December about Mary Mary Lou Caterno. You know who that is. Uh -uh. Like the the. The teacher that I had a relationship with her student back in the nineties. Oh, and then they like got married. And then they got married later, later in life. And yeah. yeah, Todd Hayden's. I just a movie saw about a billboard that. for that. Yeah, it looks good. It sounds hot. And a little film I want to see called Hundreds of Beavers. All right. Okay. Well, Ryan has put his phone down upside down, and I have to go. Yeah. So <laughs> once again, thank you guys. I appreciate your time. Um, we got a few more episodes left this year and of the Fine House podcast, so mm -hmm. make sure you tune in to listen to those. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving if you're eating a big old turkey today. Um, but uh, make sure to come back because we do have a few more episodes left, and we're going to try to get a bunch of people in here and talk mm -hmm. about some of our favorite Fine House moments and some uh, you know other highlights of 2023 maybe um so yeah come back we love we movies love movies i think they're all right <laughs>